And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Growing up, growing up in Mexico as a kid, I, I was a, a big admirer of foreign film. Foreign film like uh, E.T. or William Wyler or uh, uh, Douglas Sirk or Frank Capra. And a few weeks ago, uh, Steven Spielberg said, if you, are fun, if you find yourself there, if you find yourself in the podium, uh, remember that you are part of a legacy, that you're part of a, of a world of filmmakers, and be proud of it. I'm very, very proud. I want to dedicate this to every young filmmaker, the youth that is showing us how things are done. Really, they are in every country in the world. And I was, I was a kid enamored uh, with movies uh, growing up in Mexico. I thought uh, this could never happen. It happens. And I want to tell you, everyone that is dreaming of a parable, of using genre fantasy to tell the stories about the things that are real in the world today, you can do it. This is a door. Kick it open and come in. Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. Episode 166. Yes. And this is us thinking on our feet. That's right. <laughs> we had a guest schedule and uh, he was unable to make it at the last minute, so we are moving ahead by the seat of our pants. Oh, uh, by the skin of our teeth. Okay. However, last week there was a big thing. And that was the Oscars. Yes. Uh, you were you invited us, my wife and I, to your place. Yeah, we do. We party. do like a we do an Oscar party every year. It, for us, it's it's our Super Bowl. And I go. and I get that you know like like a lot of people are like I don't pay attention to the Oscars. It's all fixed. Blah blah blah. I, you know whatever. Politics aside, it's the one night a year where Hollywood gets to. You know, gets to shine. Gets, well, it gets to shine and it gets to. <laughs> and didn't it though? Look, remember the the, the set they the had. The set year? was nuts. It, it was, was nuts. I think the best thing of the show, as yeah. far as like as a TV. You know, that's that's. I think that's something that people forget is that like the Oscars, the televised Oscars, uh, is it's a television show. Yeah. So they're going after ratings. Yeah. So they're going to do... However, this was... They were making a big deal that this was the lowest rated in a long time. Right, right, right. And, you know, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, especially in a time when, you know, uh, except for these, you know, giant tentpole movies like, like Panther, like we talked about last week, yeah. you know, fewer and fewer people are going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this before. Like, it's expensive. It is expensive. To go to the movies. And, uh, yeah. Student loans for popcorn and soda. Right, you know, it's, yeah, it's crazy because yeah. that's where the the theater makes all their money. Especially now, there's um, I got a guy I want to have on about this. Um, uh, uh, the way films get booked into your local cinema. Right. Um, it used to be that it was it was almost equitable. Now it the studios take pretty much all of the ticket price. Right. And the theater themselves make most of their money off of the popcorn and yeah. concessions and stuff. That's why they branched out, and that's why. 
Um, it's all about non-perishable food. Although that's changing. The local multiplex over here, they got like real food going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I think that's great. It's it's funny too, you know, something I would like to talk to somebody about uh, is um is the uh I, for lack of a better word, the war that goes on between like like of course, I'm going to cite our, our local examples, but we have kind of an art cinema mm -hmm. uh, in town with the Pickford, and then we have this big multiplex. And when Shape of Water, for example, was coming in, they're they're like duking it out. Yeah, they're like, well, because like, they know gonna it's going to be. Yeah, because usually those art theaters, there's very rarely that an art film comes along that does big business. Right. Because big business usually means that they get outbid by the local multiplex. Because right. they've got the regal, like here it's a regal, so they've right. got regal behind them. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah, see yeah, yeah. regal like bringing in um, um, the sushi documentary, Hero's <laughs> Dreams. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, though, it's hard to say. I mean, now that they're doing special one-off bookings of stuff, they're bringing back, they just brought back Labyrinth. By the, the way, theater. Fathom Events... Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, um, I like that they're do they they're now they're Kevin Smith did one where like literally they had internet through the internet they had patches so like let's go to Bellingham Washington from because like let's he's in L A let's right, go right. to Bellingham Washington and take a question from there yeah and that's fascinating that's cool sidebar on that I heard about a guy who's doing essentially corporate he's a stand up comic yeah. corporate events via Skype. <laughs> So like he skypes in and he does his act in his in his office or whatever to yeah. a room full of people across the country. Dude, we are getting closer and closer to that dream of never having to go anywhere. <laughs> I speaking of Gavin Smith, he said um, in the future it's all Wally. -E. It's like everyone in chairs being right. fed protein shakes. I wonder if I could do like my panels at Crypticon from home. <laughs> well, they've done that. They, oh my, they, what? They, they Skyped in, I want to say, one of the Aliens guys. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It might have been Victoria Price. Anyway, anyway, they, they've done it before. Yeah. Um, but this thing, the Oscars this year also had in it that it was the first time that this sort of the Me Too thing w was sort of well integral, and 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 Oscars so white was on everyone's mind. Yeah, so I, you know, I mean, for you know, for for a while now, the Oscars have been, um, well, any any big award show mm -hmm. has been, uh, for good or bad, a platform for whatever is on the um, the the the. the the minds of people at mm -hmm. the time and, and it, people who are trying to get their message out, right? Sure. Because they know there's a bunch of people the watching. The world yeah. is watching. And uh, and so, of course, with the Harvey Weinstein stuff and everything from the last year, um, that was going to be prevalent in all the, mm -hmm. uh, of the shows. I was surprised I didn't hear more about gun... Um, control stuff at this yeah, particular one. Gun gun control in Hollywood is a tough thing because yeah. they that's kind of their bread and butter. Sure, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they it's not not the control part, but definitely the gun part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. um but I I think it's uh. It also may have been too recent of a of a right. deal for them to kind of jump on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah and I don't off. think I don't think any of that stuff is bad. I mean, like you know. Um, you know, going back to what was it, 1973? 
Oh, the Marlon Brando. The thing. Marlon Brando thing. You know, like yeah. Uh, yeah, but then yeah. I remember when that happened and people were pissed. Oh, they were fucking pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But then again, at the time, Marlon Brando was four hundred pounds and. Yeah. Not the Marlon Brando of old. So I could see why he would send an emissary rather than himself. Well, but, you yeah. know. It, it is just seems Oscar. like a weird cause for him to... Yeah. It's like, yeah, really? Yeah. Like, that's what... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but, well, having said that, though, at the time, that was a big deal. That was, like, mm-hmm. full of the news. Like, because yeah, yeah. you had, um, you had, uh, uh, gosh dang it, what's the, um, uh, the standoff? Oh yeah, right. Uh, and, and and that was in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of well, what fueled Billy Jack's success. Exactly. It's, it it's bound to things that are happening culturally are bound to impact artists. Yeah. And when, when they're accepting an award for something, you're going to talk about your influences. You're going to yeah. talk about where how you got to that point. A lot so, of yeah, people. I get they, it. Yeah, they're on the mic and they're like, "Hey, man, here's." To be fair, though, I think that it is heavily weighted to one side. Um, sure. I mean, imagine if sure, Tim sure, Allen sure. got up there and started talking about, like, oh, listen. Well, dude, he'd get tomatoes thrown at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, inherently, there, it's, it is it is biased, but I think it's biased in the fact that most of what goes into this thing and most of what goes into making film are creatives. Right. And creatives are notoriously, right. you know. I guess the only, for me, the only downside is that uh, you're giving fuel to the other side, mm-hmm. you know, um, because yeah. you're, you know, they're like, oh, look at, you know, left Hollywood again, doing right, their, right, right, you know, right. You know. And, I, and I think that's, it's within anyone's rights, yeah. you know, but um, the other thing I didn't know that I wanted out of this Oscar is that it showed me that I did kind of want is something with Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph. Who knew oh my that, God, who yeah. Who knew that I wanted that? that? Was, they were the, the, they were the best. That was the best thing of the night. You hilarious. Know. They were hilarious. They were... Um, the fa- And the fact that Tiffany Haddish is wearing the same dress that she was wearing on SNL. Yeah. She did a thing about how it's a $4,000 dress and she's going to get all the mileage she can out of it. Fuck yeah. Wore to the Oscars. That is so, <laughs> so cool. But um, all in all, it was pleasant. Not a lot of glitches. A lot of... Yeah. It, I, you know, the next day, um, I was like listening to Entertainment Weekly Radio and stuff like that. And people kept bagging on it. And, and they were like, this yeah. is like one of the worst Oscars ever. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I remember, I remember, who was it, um, Hathaway and Franco. Ter- that was terrible. That was terrible. But, you know, I think, though, that they... I think it was, I think, because nothing crazy happened. Right. They're like, eh, eh. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's true, too. I, I think, though, that, um, I think the show has always been too long. I think that we really could get away with cutting the musical numbers. Yeah, the because music, it it just sucks the air out of the room. Well, here's the thing about the uh, so when you're doing the musical numbers, you know, uh, uh, we're talking about the um, the songs that are nominated for best song, mm-hmm. you know, um, in a movie. And I don't know if it's always been this way, but at least for the last several years, it's like periodically throughout the show, it's like, hey, we're gonna stop and we're gonna listen to these people do this song. That without the context of the movie yeah. and the scene, often is like some of the most boring shit you've ever. Well, heard. you know, this year it was like, "Hey, we're celebrating Hollywood," and "Hey, when there are all these great films," and now just to keep up the celebratory mood, here's uh, "Remember Me" from Coco, right. which is a, a 
terribly depressing. Yeah, sad dirge. Song. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, there goes that. <laughs> so I think that we could get away with cutting them. I like the idea of making what Kimmel did this year fun about giving away the jet ski and then giving it away. Yeah. Was was very okay. very cool. So. You know, part of part of being an Oscar host is being is being funny, yeah. And coming up with with cool bits, and uh, you know, who knows if he came up with that or not. It seems like his kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The jet ski thing was was great. Mm-hmm. Um, for folks who didn't see it, um, one of the thing about the, one of the things about the Oscars and and award shows in general is they don't want you to you know to go on too long with your speech because they got you know the speeches can be long. Speeches can be long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and so he's like, whoever gives the uh, the uh, shortest speech, mm-hmm. acceptance speech, wins this jet ski. And they had Helen Mirren as the oh, Banner White like thing. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was great. Yeah. Now, having said that, the bit with going across the street to the theater. Yeah. The fact that they're talking about how we're having to cut all this shit for time, and then yeah. you've got this extended thing. Yes, it was cool. Yes, it was cool to drag a guy out of the audience and sure. let him talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I heard the funniest joke about how the biggest danger at that theater that night was being shot by Army Hammer's hot gun gun, which coincidentally is the plot of (laughs) Say My Name, (laughs) which really made me laugh. Um, Yeah, yeah, I thought that was... While amusing, it was it was a diversion that we didn't need to take. To me, it's the type of thing you do on. Your late night show, not Ellen. Well, Ellen you, does that, right? Exactly, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was cool that it was all like A-list I celebrities. I can see like stuff. the first time he hosted, he did something like that. They put mm-hmm. everybody on a bus and took them somewhere. Okay, fun. Okay, we've done that. We don't need. Yeah, to do yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and especially with that kind of airtime, it's like in the middle of the Super Bowl, going, "Hey, let's go to the hot dog stand." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> So I think yeah, I think we could it could be tightened up, especially now where people's attention spans are shorter. Yeah. So, um, but still, this this this, I don't think it was terrible. I, I oh, thought God, that the, no, it was the jokes landed good. Francis McDormand's speech was great. The only clunky moment that I can think of was the Star Wars thing where they brought out the robot. Like Oof. that that was bad. Yeah. But you uh, know, every Oscar. But show the audience has it. went all mushy over it. as soon as that little ball ro- rolled yeah, out. They were like. Oh. <laughs> man, man. Um, but everyone was was good. Everyone, I I think at looking over this list, I think there's a lot of really deserving people. I mean, it's hard. Oh, absolutely. It was it, as far as awards go. I think it was a really good year. Well, first of all, it was a good year for selections. Yeah. Because uh, almost everything that I saw nominated, I agreed with. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not necessarily always the awards, but at least everybody that was in everybody that was in the room should have been there. Yeah, you know, agreed. And uh, uh, and so that was cool. I um I I I do wish that one of the one of the things about the Oscars is uh, for many many years now is they've done this uh, in memoriam that the, the, the people yeah. who have passed away, and it's always. Yeah, I've heard some people complain about it because they're like, why are we doing this? It but brings the room down. But like here, it should be acknowledged. It's just, it. I love being able to, and I don't know why I love this, but I love going, oh. Oh, that guy went. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, 
Um, they always and, fuck and, it up. And they always leave out some people, mm-hmm. right? And this year, the nobles, They left out a few. Uh, Della Reese. Della Reese. Tobe Hooper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't Adam West. Adam West. Come on. Yeah. Look at and how I, hard is it? Some people could argue. Well, well, Della Reese and Adam West are mostly TV people. No, I disagree. No, yeah, I, I disagree as well. Harlem Knights number one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, I feel like all you got, all you got to do, all that guy's job is, is to type in "died in 2017," and there's a Wikipedia page that yeah. tells you everyone yeah. that fucking died. Super easy. I did not like, um, as much as I like Eddie Vedder, mm-hmm. I didn't like the live song mm. played over. I think that's the first time I've seen that. I, I missed that. Did he sing over the memoriam? Yeah. So Please. while they were showing the memoriam, Eddie Vedder was up there with a the guitar just singing. Well, the problem with that is, and it was a fine song and it was a fine performance, but the, the problem with that is, you know, at, at least as a... a, a audience member at home uh-huh. is that we cut to these shots of Eddie playing with the screen up behind him it's like no I want to focus on you know, like, show me the damn screen well, it just seems like it just seems like alright we, so he was playing a Tom Petty song so it was a double you <laughs> so know. I feel like so here's a segment we're going to go through that's going to really bum people out yeah. so how do we suck all of the air out of the room <laughs> we get Eddie Vedder up there just sing it also seems wow. rushed this year, like oh, everybody wow. that flashed up there, kind of flashed quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, yeah it's too bad. It's, I mean, you know, and I, again, I get it. It's a show. It's mm-hmm. your first. But if foremost, it's a show, then that definitely is a momentum killer in well, your yeah, live show. Definitely, yeah. Something they did different this year too that I didn't like. Um, in past years, periodically throughout the show, kind of like they do the songs, uh-huh. they would do like a little spotlight. On one of the, on the movies that are nominated for best film. Sure. Well, and I think they've done that before. They yeah. Well, they've always done that. Well, this year they didn't do that. Oh. This year the only the only kind of you saw like a brief clip as they were reading the nominations at the end of the show. Huh. Um, huh. And uh, yeah, so that I thought that was that was something that I think worked that they, they abandoned at least this year hmm. uh, but it, it sounds like you know we're like bagging on it but no I, I thought it was a good I had a good time in, in, in particular again the set man yeah the set was great the set was no 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 I had a great time we we, we, we ate well we, we hung out with people I crushed trivia yeah crushed you did trivia. yeah Tom, Tom <laughs> was Head and shoulders above everybody else in yeah. the trivia department. We do, we do every year that we do this. We do trivia, mostly Oscar trivia, but sometimes it's just movie trivia in general. And uh, and then I I go through. It's my opportunity to go through my shelves and clean out like the duplicates because yeah. books I don't want. The well, books are books, right. books I that you. I realize that like I'm I ne- I, I'm never gonna look at that or I have duplicates of it. Throughout the year, I know that, like you know, over the course of the next year, I'm gonna be like, I'll I'll be in a store and I'll be like, hey, there's a Blu-ray of the thing, <laughs> not realizing I've got five Blu-rays of the thing at home. Right. You That's know. funny. That's funny. Uh, so as far as winners and losers, I got a whole the whole list of everything. Do you yeah. want to just go through some of them? Yeah. Um, I don't know how that got there. Uh. We're going to buzz through a couple of these. Makeup and hairstyling, Darkest Hour. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, that that was kind of a gimme. Um, I think it was really cool that Kazu got um, pulled out of retirement. Yeah. Um, basically, Gary Oldman said, "I will only play Winston Churchill if Kazu does my makeup." Kazu had retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "I'm, I'm done with all young. this bullshit." He was young. I know. Looking, so I was like, well, "God, look at him!" <laughs> and. Uh, and so he's like, oh, it's Gary, I gotta do it. Well, it was one of those gimmies where you go, well, of course, I mean, yeah, of course, let's be honest, the Oldman's Oscar. What were the, what were the other uh, nominations? Um, Victoria and Abdul, um, the, the, uh, Queen Victoria. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Which is, Indian guy. Yeah. And Wonder. Um, which doesn't make any sense. Makeup makes sense. Yeah, wonder. Sense. Um, I was kind of this is makeup and hairstyle, not yeah. Special. Do, do you have the name of the guy? It's like Arjun. I Arjun Twitten. Yeah, Arjun. Arjun's a good friend of Kevin McTurk. Oh, okay, good, of the good. Show. And so everybody was kind of pulling for him, and he did a lot of work. Um, mm -hmm. But man, that Winston Churchill makeup was. was like it's the same way. Pretty that the, spectacular. The, I agree. The costume design Oscar, um, it was kind of a gimme that it was going to Phantom Thread because it's about clothes. It's about clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, duh. It was up against Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. Again. Yeah, and you know the, I I think if you're going if you're, and I think the Oscars have been pretty good about this. I think if you're giving away uh, an award for best costume design. Mm -hmm. You don't, I, I, unless it's something really unusual, you don't give it to, like, for example, my favorite movie, you know, of this year is The Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. Costume design is not part, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's not like, a strong it's like, suit. look, hey, it's, what was it, 1962, it's yeah. not... Nobody yeah. has to really design. It's not, a lot well, of like it. with Phantom Thread, it's not high fashion, and it's not about the art of making clothes. Right, so right. I think, yeah, that was a gimme. Yeah, that was absolutely a gimme. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to. to I want to see if Black Panther wins for that for next year, because I can't imagine yeah. many other movies. Yeah, like, yeah, it really yeah. took the ball and ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the, my notes are fucked up, I'm going to go ahead with the one I was going to mention later because it's on the same page. Hey! Supporting actor, Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I've not seen the film, but every clip I see, everyone is just tearing it up. Yeah. Um, um, up against Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins from Shape of Water, yeah. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, dude. You walk in at the last fucking second, you yeah. record your shit in under a week. I was surprised. Well, as much as people have been praising Rockwell's performance, mm -hmm. I was surprised Plummer didn't get it. Just because that seems like one of those political moves that the Oscars would, would pull. Do. Yeah. yeah, and it also gives a big finger to peop the whole the whole the Kevin Spacey, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, um, having I said that, I think we're going to say the same thing. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> Richard Jenkins from Silver Water. It oh. was so good. It was. It tore your heart out. Yeah. That performance. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, Sam Rockwell is one of those guys that like. He has the unique ability to be in kind of anything. Yeah. And it can be goofy. It can mm -hmm. be Charlie's Angels. It's very interesting with Woody Harrelson in the same film. They're a lot, a lot alike that yeah, way. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're a lot alike yeah. that way. You can, you can, Woody Harrelson can be in White Men Can't Jump, 
Right. But he can also be Mickey mm-hmm. in Natural Born Killers. He can also be the, the Kurtzish soldier or soldier in War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Crossword. He's in the new Star Wars. Detective. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the new Star Wars. Um, the new Han Solo thing. That's the one. Uh, that's one thing. If I if I if I was going to give Oliver Stone props is recognizing that the guy from Cheers. Oh yeah. That there's more there to him. He's a real. He's one of those journeyman actors. Yeah. That just you know. Um, Did you ever hear about that? How he got the gig in in Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Woody Harrelson's father was in prison yeah. for murder, mm-hmm. and nobody really knew that. Mm-hmm. And Oliver Stone somehow picked up on it, and that that was in his wow. life. And uh, he's like, that's and he's like, no, you need to be this. And an amazing uh, yeah. choice. Yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I would say set the set the arc of the rest of the arc of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It at least showed diversity that allowed him to do all those yeah. other things. Because before that, he was the goofy bartender. Yeah, he was yeah. a dopey hillbilly kid. Yeah. Uh, documentary Icarus One. Um, it was up against a bunch of stuff no one's seen. To be honest, a lot of people haven't seen um, Last Men in Aleppo, Strong Island. The interesting thing about Icarus was it, much like um, the also nominated. Um, for supporting actress uh, Mudbound, those are Netflix projects. Right. So these are now now you notice that no one was making much distinction between Netflix films and film films. Right. And well, and that I think is really important that no one's talking about. Well, yeah, yeah you know we we talk about it a lot on here and, and about the fact that Netflix is like they're fucking doing everything. 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 And they just uh, later on. I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk about it. But yeah. they just signed. To, you know the David Letterman interview show. Yeah, yeah. They're giving one ex- pretty much the exact same thing to Obama. What? Obama's <laughs> going to interview people. Obama is. Obama is. The Obamas are getting a show on Netflix. Cool. Yeah. As long as it's not like you know the Ozzy Osbourne. You know the Osbournes. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Obama reduced to this. <laughs> right through the house. That's funny. Um, sound editing. Dunkirk won. Um, it was up against Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Shape of Water, and Last Jedi. Again, this is a this is a category where I'm like, I think any one of those. Any one of those. Yeah. Uh, How do you decide? You know. I think that uh, especially the two that jump out at me for sound editing was were Baby Driver. Yeah. And um, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blade oh. Runner was such a part of the world. Yeah, the sound and the music is like... So but with Dunkirk, I, yeah, I can see it. I'm sure in the theater they were bouncing explosions sure, and, you know... Bullets whizzing past yeah, your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's good. Um, Could, do you remember the first time you... Did, did you experience um, um, Saving Private Ryan in the theater? Yes. Yeah. Did, did that, like, freak you the fuck out where you were like... Yeah, you know, it's like well, they've got those new here. theaters now, those 4D theaters. Yeah, yeah. That it's they it is with you. It's like holy shit. Here's something that's no surprise: the exact same lineup and the exact same winner won sound mixing. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was kind of. I mean, yeah. that's kind of a good. Can we just get those two together? Put them together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put it. I edited it. I mixed it. Uh, production design, Shape of Water. Yeah. 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 I. I you know, again, I was biased because I really love this movie. Mm-hmm. But 
to be honest, like the production design of that is amazing. All I'm going to say about that is the first ten minutes. Oh, dude, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, it's that, so beautiful. That the that that double apartment above the theater uh-huh. with that it's got this kind of big uh, semi-circle. You know, it's got mm-hmm. these big windows and the wallpaper. Everything. Everything. The it's stuff beautiful. on the counters. Dude, there's freaking movie um, cans yeah. in the hallway because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's a theater. It's a theater. Um, but not only that, when you get to the lab, and like, I, I remember as a kid, like, seeing, I don't know, industrial type places and stuff. And seeing those colors yeah. and those shapes, like they yeah, yeah, yeah. they had it down. It was interesting that he still kept the color palette. Anything to do with the monster or the girl green, yeah, or absolutely. and the girl with a little bit of red, the yes. red of the hallways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, God, Sally Hawkins is so good. Yeah, they were really good. Uh, they were. It was up against Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, um, and Dunkirk. So Blade, sure. Blade Runner also could have mm-hmm. I, I could have seen in fact I think that's one of the categories where I'm like oh Blade Runner is going to take this because you think yeah because there's some amazing shit it was a in, whole world yeah you know that, I don't know that, that, that was it is it the Vegas uh, location where he's walking around and it's all orange yeah yeah and yeah there's these fucking giant statues yeah 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 oh my Beautiful. god a uh, foreign language film, a film called The Fantastic Woman from Chile, about uh, someone uh, tr- someone who's transgender um, and, and going through that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there and came out and gave a speech and, yeah. and, ex- and was part of the accepting team. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. she was pretty integral in what was going on with the film. I haven't seen it, but I want to. Now yeah, I really want yeah. to. All right. Um, another biggie, supporting actress. Um, the, the the field was Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, Leslie Manville from Phantom Thread, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, and Allison Janney for I, Tonya, And Allison Janney won. Um, I haven't seen I, Tonya, but the clips I've seen of her are phenomenal. Who is she playing in it? Um, the mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unrecognizable. Well, you know what? She is one of those actresses that... Uh, She's Everything I see, mm-hmm. as far as it may not be a project that I like, mm-hmm. but she's always golden. Always M- golden. Meryl Streep, two point oh. Yeah, she yeah. can do anything. Yeah, she can be anyone. Yeah, there's a great. Uh, did you see? Did you see the the sitcom that she? Mom. Yeah, mom. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. sitcom, so yeah. you know it's you got to put training wheels on it, or at least nerf the place. But and I guess that's what I. Mean, she's great. She can do that. Mm-hmm. She can do like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did a lot of the heavy lifting in the West Wing. Absolutely. Yeah. If you go onto YouTube and there's a show called Hiking with Kevin, it's Kevin Nealon. Yeah. She's the new guest. Oh, cool. And she talks, she was recorded, she talks about, um, yeah, you know, I'm getting ready to do this film now called I, Tonya, and I really hope, and they they talk about where do you, he asks her, where do you see yourself in five years, and she goes, well, hopefully I'll have won an Oscar. And I don't know. Oh, really nice. She just did it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, I. You know what's funny is that uh, leading up to um, this award season, and I Tanya was playing in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I saw Tanya Harding all over the interview shows, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't let anybody talk about. Yeah, what? why she was there? Why she was there? Yeah. Well, the funny like, thing was, is I read. I heard someone say about Nancy Kerrigan, yeah. like. 
it's nice to after you know after be assaulted like that and after twenty years learn that you weren't the victim. <laughs> you know, because yeah, I mean, what I mean, I think it's a compelling. If you're going to tell that story, that's your compelling angle is Tanya Harding because what a shit show that all is. Well, yeah, and and I mean, and and we've seen that's you know. That kind of train wreck of a life is what sells. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why reality shows are what they are, you know. I I Uh, agree. I mean, like, I can't remember all that. She was a porn star for a little bit. She She did porn. She did a whole bunch of shit. It was all ice skating, and then she got that bit of fame. Yeah. And then the trial thing happened, and then they they released her and Jeff Galuli's wedding tape. Right. Sex tape. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And that, you know, whatever. I, I whatever I I I uh, I don't know about the subject matter, but this performance, sure. Yeah. Out of all these, Mary J. Blige's in Mudbound was really good too. My oh yeah, my only my only complaint about that is that uh, um, the actress who played Tanya mm-hmm. looks more like Nancy Kerrigan than she does Tanya. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Up next, animated short. I was disappointed in this because it, it featured. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about this thing on Netflix called Revolting Rhymes. Right. Uh, it was nominated. It was nominated. Uh, didn't win. No. <laughs> Dear Basketball, produced by Glenn uh, Keane and Kobe Bryant, uh, so won. That was an interesting thing. <laughs> Kobe Bryant was like yeah. winning an Oscar. It was like weird. Um, here's it's like when Henry Rollins won a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing that caught, hit, landed on my ear weird. In the spirit of all of this Me Too stuff, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Kobe Bryant, yeah, 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 yeah. having been accused of rape and right. and that kind of thing, yeah. and and so I just don't know. I don't know he should be pilloried for See, it. But on well, the other hand, I think that it's it's the elephant in the room. That's where that's where these shows become problematic because like mm-hmm. you have somebody like I don't know, let's say a James Franco mm-hmm. who's also been accused of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, who was not part of the festivities this year, but let's say, well, one of his movies was up for... Yeah, Disaster Artist. Yeah, Disaster Artist. You know, how do you you deal with that, you know? It's hard. Do you just separate, like, you know, uh, uh, we're just going to do the awards? Well, I think there's like... Or do you worry about the TV show? I'm going to refer to it as the Polanski conundrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where... Someone like the guy who make, made powder gets right ostracized, but right. Rem Flansky doesn't. Right. Um, so I think it's 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 is it the how the worth of your art that somehow I don't gets know. You a pass? I don't know. I hope not. I hope I hope no one gets a pass. Here's the thing. Well, I hope no one does either. But like, it's it's interesting you you bring up powder in particular because. Um, I recognize that guy is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I love that movie still. That you know, and I—that's something that I, I think we we struggle with all the time as as fans um, is separating the artist from from the art, you know. And uh, it's been a big thing this last year or two, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, Kevin Spacey, sure piece of shit mm-hmm. do I 
Am I throwing out do, my do copy I not of Seven? Watch, yeah, do I, yeah, do I not watch Seven? Do I not watch American Beauty? No, because the guy did an amazing job on those. Mm-hmm. So, I think, especially at the time that no one knew. Right. I think now, Seven is still a great film, but now I just go like, ah, oh, there's that guy. Right. And it does take me out of it and whatever, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think that... It's, 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 it's difficult. It is difficult. Uh, but not as difficult as the, as the animated feature. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to get back. Uh, a lot of this stuff, uh, Coco won. How does that happen in Loving Vincent doesn't? I, well, I... I this is a movie that's hand-oil painted. So that's... <laughs> I think that's why it's there, right? Do you? Yeah, I think yeah, that that's, that's why it's there at the table. Um, by all accounts, it's a really boring. Is it? Movie. Oh. Yeah. That, it's, that like, if it wasn't for that, I don't think anybody would be paying attention to it. Whereas Coco is kind of a complete package, mm -hmm. and remember, a movie's there to entertain you. Mm -hmm. um, I I almost see Loving Vincent as kind of a. Miscongeniality. <laughs> uh, yeah, we brought her on. It's a, you know, it's like you know, it's like the guy that made the uh, the uh, uh, drone out of his dead cat. <laughs> we're, we're all paying attention to it because it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, and an amazing achievement, but ultimately, does it <laughs> does it serve its purpose? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, visual effects is the gimme Blade Runner 2049. Although it was up against Guardians 2, Kong Skull Island, Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Here's here's what I'm what I've been talking about for a long time. Special effects are no longer special. Yeah. All just, the effects in those movies are all they're all fine. They're all great. You know, we don't have movies anymore with shoddy effects. Unless they're right. sci-fi movies on TV. <laughs> do they do they still do the makeup effects award? Because it's not anywhere. I have a list of all the winners. That I don't now it's now it's just makeup. Okay. Makeup and hair. All right. Which is. But visual effects, as you know, sure. Of all those, yeah, Blade Runner was the most um, real. Here's the well. Here's the cool thing is that I like that the visual effects winner for this year is the one that used. Actual real miniatures. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't think any of those other movies uh -huh. did. Uh, film editing: Dunkirk, Baby Driver, I Tonya, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Dunkirk one. I've yeah. seen Dunkirk, but it better be pretty fucking phenomenal from all of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, beating out some of these others, especially film editing and beating Baby Driver is here's, crazy. Here's the, here's the thing. Dunkirk does this weird thing with like three different storylines, um, and that's innovative, mm -hmm. and the way that they do it is cool. Um, it is also, it's also a movie that leaves you feeling cold. Like, mm -hmm. You just don't, you just, Someone was saying a good double feature is Dunkirk and Darkest Hour. Well, then I you mean, know everything about it. That makes sense, right? Because <laughs> like one's <laughs> leading to the other, yeah. <laughs> um, original song we talked about. No one cared about any of that stuff. Although the version that um, Stand Up for Something from Marshall that Mary Kay Blige did was great. Yeah, very rousing. I was I was disappointed that the um, that the Greatest Showman song, whatever, mm. what, what was that? Um, 
Stan, um, this is me. This is me. It brought the house down. Yeah, man. That that was the performance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like that was the live. Yeah, where was that in the movie? Yeah. Well, it's in the movie. It's pretty fucking amazing. Is it? She's the that the, the lady, the lady. Oh, cool. And oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, now yeah. I get it. Yeah. All right. Um, and so, it, just based on that, I. I wish it had gone that way. Yeah. 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 All right. Documentary short subject, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405. I have no idea about any of these. These are are always hard every year. We're at the point now where we're going to start buzzing through a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, who... Whoever gets the chance to see the short documentaries well, that are nominated. Once in a blue moon, your local art house will do a... Let's show the, the shorts, you right. know, the, like the fiction, you know, shorts that mm-hmm. are uh, nominated. But whoever sees the short documentaries... Yeah, it's weird. Uh, live action short film, The Silent Child, one. Again, I, I have no idea, but I don't know about a lot of these. But, it you know, it all looked gr- good. And yeah. Solid. Uh, adapted screenplay was Call Me By Your Name. Um, it was up against Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. How awesome would it have been if Logan got it? But that would have been really cool. That would have been very that cool. Have, that would have been like the third kind of like, ha-ha! Yeah, look at us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in the second of those, <laughs> Jordan Peele won Jordan, for Get Out. Bam! Yeah. Gordon, you know, uh, uh, Gordon. Jordan Peele's Get Out, um, while I'm not... Uh, I'm not as crazy about it because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it fits the bill as what it was advertised as. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's amazing. It's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it. It was one of those movies that 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 for a brief moment people were talking about post tour. Yeah. And it was one of those movies that it was was yeah. in there. It's very, it's very. It, you know, the movie that uh, I think of whenever I think of it is. The Stepford Wives. Okay. It's yeah, yeah. I very much like I that. I absolutely see that. Uh, cinematography, the, the films were Shape of Water, Mudbound, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, and the winner was Blade Runner 2049. Uh, I, sure. Here's a category where I think that's clearly the winner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That movie is beautiful. Um, original score, uh, Three Billboards, Phantom Thread, Dunkirk, Last Jedi, and Shape of Water. Shape of Water won, yeah, which is awesome. You know, my wife is telling me about the Phantom Thread score. She was like, it's really good, and you should really watch it. Mm-hmm. it. She doesn't do that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I listened to it, and it, it left me kind of cold. Um, um, but you know, the Shape of Water score is great. Yeah. Um, but it did leave me cold. Something that Del Toro is really good at whenever he's like working with his music people is finding a little melody, mm-hmm. a little lullaby or um, you know some little um, st- a few combination of notes and uh, that set the tone for the whole movie and uh, that's definitely the case with Shape of Water mm-hmm. now the soundtrack for Shape of Water is amazing because it, is it has great. all those old Hollywood it's got Herman Miranda it's yeah, got, yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff Yeah, it's really good yeah uh, and now we are up to the big the biggies Best director, um, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, and the winner was Del Toro for Shape of Water. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. It's so good to see genre getting a little respect. This is a good season for, for genre. 
Because um, he also won Best Director at the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was what it was. It was the same way with Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand. Where right. As, as the award season was rolling out, they were starting to pick up more and more and more. There were not uh, a lot of surprise. There weren't any real big upsets. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, yeah. There wasn't like, oh, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best actor, um, Denzel Washington from Roman J. Israel Esquire, which I don't know that anyone ever saw that, but I think it was just like, well, it's Denzel. Yeah. He's got the, like, uh, Meryl Streep spot right, on the exactly. roster. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Man, sorry, I'm fucking that name up. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Timothy Chalamet for, uh, Call Me By Your Name. And the winner, Gary Oldman for, um, Darkest Hour. How much of that role was makeup, and how much of it was really him capturing Churchill? Well, you know, the great thing, you, the great thing about that is, if if Gary Oldman was kind of a mediocre actor, mm-hmm. then you could say it was makeup. Mm-hmm. But Gary Oldman is a fucking amazing. There's a actor. little, I think, a little bit of like, how does that guy not have an Oscar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. this, in this, yeah. so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, best actress, Meryl Streep for The Post. The girl, the I never am going to get that girl's name from from Lady Bird, um, Sora Saronin. Sorry, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie for I Tonya, Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water, and Frances McDormand for Three Billboards. While I would have loved to have seen Sally Hawkins win for this, yeah, kind of tough. Yeah, Frances you know? McDormand, it, like that's a that's an intense role. Yeah, and. Uh, she did. Uh, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like almost all the things this year, all the different categories and all the different movies nominated for those categories. I could have seen it. I could have seen it go to Sally Hawkins. I could have seen it go to Frances McDormand. I could have mm-hmm. seen it go to Meryl Streep. Any of these people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like when when people get up there and in their thank you speech they think the other nominees sure. did that because it's it's really kind of in those examples uh, the the just the luck of a draw mm-hmm. um, because any one of them could have won I think agreed yeah. agreed and then finally um, best picture <clears throat> three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri the post Phantom Thread Lady Bird Get Out Dunkirk Darkest Hour Call Me By Your Name and the winner Shape the Shape of Water. <laughs> this yeah. is the first Oscar in a long time where I can remember where I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happy to see genre getting nominated finally. Um, I I don't. I'm happy to see like quote unquote serious comic mo- movies being looked at at sure. least even for the, the the little ones like adapted screenplay. Right. Um, because I think. And I like the idea that we're including all the Netflix stuff because that's where you're going to get your diversity and your real, like, yeah. wild cards. But I, you know, uh, Netflix and Marvel uh-huh. and uh, these other studios, you know, that are not 20th Century Fox, et cetera, et cetera, um, they're equal players now. Yeah. You know? And, uh, well, they're definitely Netflix is slinging more money at films than even the studios are, right? And they're just one entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I which I, which, which probably tells you like, you know, 
something about how much money Netflix makes. Well, I got a couple of stories on on Netflix. They're, some of the stuff they're doing, in, um, and we'll talk about it in, in in a little bit. But um, all in all, yeah, it was almost. It wasn't one of those. You know, those things where you walked away feeling like, eh, yeah, all right. I mean, all of these were like, as you were saying, totally deserved to yeah. win. Everything was great. I, everything was great. Uh, I heard some people complaining about the length of the montages. Um, in my opinion, that's probably one of my favorite parts about the Oscar. Yeah. Is it's a celebration of movies, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> this is the 90th one. You know, it's like, I want to see that clip from... Um, in the heat of the night. Yeah. I want to see, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and and if you don't, you're really, if you don't like any of that stuff, my you're, God. you're really going to hate the 100 We didn't year. have Tobe Hooper in, in the memorial, but we had a shot from his movie from yeah, the yeah, yeah. Massacre. And I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the the, the hundredth year is going to be just nothing but montages and I, retrospectives. I hope so. Yeah, I hope Stuff so. like that, yeah. I hope that they just come out with a list <laughs> and just say, this guy won, this guy won, this guy won, this guy won. Now let's fucking look at, you know, the history of Hollywood. That's what I That's what I hope it is, because that's what I watch for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was nice. It was nice to see, it's nice to see, you know, um, uh, uh, those weird happenstances of this actor and that actor running into each other. And yeah. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. It was funny. Um, one of the funny bits was that Warren Beatty and... Uh, yeah, Faye Dunaway. Yeah, uh, we're presenting. Was it for Best Picture again? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. last year they did it and they fucked it up. Well, they, somebody they fucked didn't it up. fuck it yeah. up. Yeah, somebody fucked it up. But it looked like you know doddering old people fucking it up. But no, somebody handed them the wrong envelope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was and that's. Did you see a Del Toro check? He like checked and he would hold it to the audience. <laughs> That was really funny. The funniest thing moment in that whole show for me was that they were doing a, a spot with you know one of those Jimmy Kimmel standing in the audience and introducing the next person. Right. And uh, he turns like on camera, he turns to Spielberg and goes, "You got any pot?" <laughs> and you go, "Oh, oh, we're on." And Steven's like reaching into his jacket. Steven knows how to play a joke. Yeah, yeah. Even though he's probably the last person probably. I would love to get stoned with Steven Zoller. Oh my god, what the... <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. That was funny, he goes, who are you? He's all, I'm Kate Capshaw's husband. <laughs> yeah, you are. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Alright, so that's that, that's the Oscars. Um, all in all, uh, I feel good about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I <laughs> But, um, look at us, thinking on our feet. Uh, we're going to go for a break. We'll come back in a minute and we'll talk about news and stuff. Cool. So this is odd. This is, we, we talked about this, the song about now. Never knew this existed. But no. Check, but check yeah, this Yeah, this out. is very cool. When you are walking nicely, you Perhaps some 
never knew that that song had the lyrics. It's weird, right? Right. There's also so, supposedly somewhere there's I've heard Adam's family has. Um, really? I saw on YouTube you can there's video of Vic Mizzy, the guy who wrote the song. Yeah. On an organ playing it, and he and he's singing. He's singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that the other day, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. Um, moving on to second hour stuff. Not many people passed. Um, Mike Walker from the National Enquirer. If you've ever w- listened to Howard Stern, Mike Walker was a... They used to play the Mike Walker uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he would give three Enquirer headlines and one of them was fake. Mm-hmm. Or one of them was real. No, one of them was One fake. of them was an actual headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. You know, it was it, something like National that. National Enquirer, what's fake? What's this is before they went completely yeah. right-wing and were having... Um, David Ogden Steers from MASH. Yeah. Um, you got to be a per- certain age to really have this one hit you hard. Yeah. You know? It was, and he had a tough job because he was filling the role. You know, he was he was taking the place of uh, Frank. Frank Burns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was big. Yeah. And and but he did. It. Mm-hmm. You know that show a couple times that happened. You yeah. Know? Um, we had um, uh, Mike Farrell left. Yeah, B.J. Honeycutt. Yeah. Uh, what was that actor's name? Mike Farrell. No, yeah, but who? Okay. So there was Alan Alda. Right. As Hawkeye Pierce. And right. B.J. Honeycutt was... Uh, was uh, right, right, right. Mike Farrell. Mike Farrell. Went on to be... They did their own... Sh- they Remember they did the show, Trapper John M.D.? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. his name? Yeah. Pernell Roberts or whatever the fuck his name was. I think it was Pernell Roberts. So... Uh, Okay, I'm now, I'm, now I'm having a hard time remembering. <laughs> Who came first, Trapper John or B.J. Honeycutt? Trapper John, right? Trapper John. Yeah. yeah. Who I'm getting that fucked up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're asking me to remember shit, and that's, yeah. that's way... There was the curly-headed guy. He came first, and then there was the bald guy. He yeah. came next. Yeah. 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 Uh... Because we're authorities on TV and shit. Um, Michael White, producer of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, wow. It's about time we're going to start seeing a lot of those guys pass. We just saw Lou Adler die. Yeah. So forget about Rocky Horror 2 or 3. Yeah. Um, And then Russ Solomon, the owner um, of Tower Records. Yeah. Died like a gangster. Sitting at yeah. home, watching the Oscars. Watching the Oscars. Drinking bourbon. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Russ was a fun guy. I worked for Tower for about uh, maybe 10 years. Did you ever see the documentary? No. I know a lot of people that are in it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, he was a good guy. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. Sort of failed, dis- uh, succeeded despite himself. Because when I worked at Tower... It was like a competition on who could be a bigger dick to the customers. Yeah. I have stories of ta- my tower days that will you people I tell they don't believe snapping records in people's faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they used to put anyway. So, but Russ was very cool, and I I remember at tower a meeting. Records was like the corporate version of the record store in High Fidelity. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of High Fidelity was based off of working yeah. at Tower. A lot of Empire Records was based on working at Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower was the only place I've ever worked where I had a my boss come up to me and say, you have a register shift in 15 minutes. Whatever you're going to do, you should go do right now. Yeah. Which meant, if you're going to go smoke some weed, you should go do that out in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> like right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, amazing stories. But Russ was a guy who, who, who was there and shepherded it all and... Um, uh, Tower Records for me was always a, 
the one place I could go where I could go like to a quote-unquote regular store mm -hmm. and prowl and find all my Henry Rollins books, all my, you know, uh, yeah, the stuff that you didn't find in other stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for me, I'll tell you what, uh, it was, my days with Howard, are, t Tower is, are fondly remembered because it was, I mean, I met my wife there and um, um, it was a place where... Lasting friendships. Yeah, I still talk with people that uh, I knew back did, in... Did uh, you not work with no, Brian, a no. uh, 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 frequent... Uh, Brian Ellison. Ellison. I yeah. worked with that Brian Ellison yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I worked with a voiceover actor, Neil Kaplan, who's who did one of the voices of Optimus Prime. Yeah. Worked there. August Ragoni worked there, who is yeah. a Godzilla um, super authority. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so it was a good time. You know, it was the '80s and stuff. And, yeah. Um, and Russ sort of oversaw all that, and I remember talking to him at a meeting once and telling him about this thing called Amazon, that Amazon was going to be a problem. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and soon they started to go out of business, sure. and now they're completely out of business. Yeah. But fondly remembered. Uh, moving on to news. Um, Jordan Peele, J.J. Abrams, and HBO are doing this thing called Lovecraft Country. I'm really looking forward to this because I love the book. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's less Lovecraft and more. Um, it was not what I expected when okay. I read the book. You know, I a lot of stuff that referenced Lovecraft really has to do with Lovecraft, mm -hmm. and this really doesn't so much. Okay, it, it, the 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 premise is there's a there's a. Uh, there's a black man having to go across the country. I want to say, I can't remember now, late 50s, early 60s, mm -hmm. where you would have, there was this actual, there was a guide that would tell you that was, it would tell you like different places. Oh, yeah, the uh, green guide. Yeah, the green guide. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it yeah, would yeah. tell you places that were Negro friendly. Friendly, places to avoid. Motels. Cities to avoid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I and, never knew that existed. And but Jesus. That, and, and this guy is going across the country. This character, this black character, is also happens to be a fan of H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. And, um, and then there is some actual you know, shenanigans going on, right on. You know, like Lovecraftian shenanigans going on as well. So I, I'm all on board. Sure. Man. They announced the, the, the first director, a guy named Jan Demange, hmm. who I, I wasn't familiar with no, much I, of anything, yeah. but yeah, sure. And sure. Anything Lovecraft. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, absolutely. Um, there's a film I talked about a long time ago called spring, summer, Fall, winter, spring. Okay. It's about um. It's like uh, that song, uh, birth, school, <laughs> work, yeah. death. Uh, it's about a young <laughs> monk that goes to live with an older Buddhist monk, and yeah. they spend a year together. And and um, it's a beautiful film. Uh, he had, the director uh, Kim Ki Duk has a couple other films. There's a film called Three Iron and another one called The Bow, uh, but. He this last week was charged with rape in uh, his native country. Oh, so I saw that. Yeah, he's been accused of it, and um, that bums me out yeah, yeah, for yeah. all the reasons that we we talked about earlier. Korean, Korean, yeah. South, South Korean. 
Um, it was announced that Christian McCrory is being the guy who's doing a lot of the MI films, the Mission Impossible films. Right. Is doing the new Green Lantern, which leads everyone to believe that Tom Cruise is going to be one of the Green Lanterns, either Hal Jordan or something else. I know that you had posted and said that you didn't have a problem with this. I my, don't. My my only issue. Other than it's a super another superhero. It's movie. another superhero movie. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I and the way I said what I said in the Facebook thread was you know since they're giving these roles out like Halloween candy anyway, mm -hmm. you knew that one of them had to go to Landon Cruz's lap, and it might as well be one of the. Well, the interesting thing about the Lantern is is the Green Lantern movie is supposedly it's Green Lantern core, so it means sort of a group of people. Yeah. Uh. So. It, I think it would be really interesting to see Tom Cruise act in the, that dynamic as, an, as part of a team. As an ensemble. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. he did early in his career. Right. Yeah. thing like Taps. Yeah, yeah. Where he was really good. Mm -hmm. um, Nickelodeon is rebooting Blue's Clues. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, a, that's one of those things. It's like okay. Disney Afternoon has a soft spot in some people's hearts. Yeah. I remember that was one of uh, Langley's favorite things when he was... Blue's Clues? Like one or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm getting going to get to relive all that now. Yeah, you baby, are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, baby update. Baby is doing awesome. Griffin's yeah. doing awesome. Um, IDW editor in chief and chief creative officer Chris Ryan has left IDW. They're a comic book publisher. I know you're fascinated. I was like, what? <laughs> but it's a big deal because ID, IDW has a lot of big titles, and this guy seemed to have been shepherding everything. Uh huh. Um, and I'm not sure why he's leaving, but he's leaving. Uh, this, this, I saw this in Entertainment Weekly. Um, there, South by Southwest, uh, is happening right now. A lot of films are getting right. picked up and what mm -hmm. have you. There's a film called The Ranger. Uh-huh. Um, produced by Heather Buckley. Hey! Playing South by Southwest, written up in Entertainment Weekly. I'm trying to get Heather on to come on and talk about... Talk about that. Her new, her life as a movie producer. Yeah, that How would exciting. be... exciting. That would be very cool. That was super There's exciting. another movie that's premiering down there called The Prod... Uh, wait. We're going to talk about it in the trailers, and I can't remember the name of it now. Um, Prospect? Prospect. Yes. Um, that was made up here, and a lot of my acquaintances and friends worked right on, on it. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, and... Uh, so, you know, congrats to all those folks. Yeah. Yeah, Ian, yeah, yeah. I Ian, Ian Hubert and... Fucking A. Nice going, yeah. guys. Um, but it was cool. I was just like, eh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the day before the internet, there used to be these things called magazines. What? <laughs> and magazines were where you got most of your information, things like Spin and Rolling Stone yeah. and whatever else. But with the advent of, like, punk and underground and all that other stuff, there was a magazine out of Britain called New Music Express, or yeah. NME. Yeah. was kind of a Bible for all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're Maybe. going out of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, may, they may go online. They may do a lot of things in the same way, like, look what's happened with Fangoria. But um, more and more print falling by the wayside. Yeah. People just not... You know, people just don't buy stuff. And if they do buy it, I had a guy once back when we were publishing come up to us at a con and say, oh, I love your book. You know, every time it comes out, I go to Tower and I stand there and I read it. <laughs> like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> buy that damn thing. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Um, speaking about giving out films and and roles like Halloween Candy, John Favreau is writing and producing the Star Wars TV series. Which makes 
perfect sense. Sure. Get him out of the Disney world because yeah, yeah, yeah. after you know what's happening now. Um, he did good with you know, the ones that he has done, Jungle Book, and, and he is one of those guys that I I I I like him because he came from, you know, he was one of he he was part of that crop of indie filmmakers mm-hmm. in the beginning of the nineties. Yeah. With swingers. Swingers and go. Yeah. And, all that stuff. and uh, uh, and has become. He's uh, has got a great he's, sensibility. He's become a great, you know, a heavy yeah. hitter. Yeah, you know, yeah, in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, and every and I remember everyone shitting all over Cowboys versus Aliens, but I mean, for given that the film is called Cowboys versus <laughs> Aliens, <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bay. Uh, announced that he's working on two new projects. Number one, Spielberg is no longer doing Robopocalypse. <laughs> Why? Wasn't that Transformers in Pacific Rim 2? I don't know. It's so like, anyway, Michael Bay's doing that. Yeah. He's also doing something called Six Underground. It's written by Paul Werniak and Rhett Reese. They did Deadpool and they wrote Zombieland. Okay. So this I'm kind of interested in. That... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that Michael Bay is involved, I'm not excited about. But. There'll be a lot of stuff blowing up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. What have you? But you know, the fact that I like, I like Zombieland. I like Deadpool. I like both those movies yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks has joined an as yet untitled James Gunn horror project. They worked together on Slither. Yeah, they and, did. Um, yeah. So now they're they're back together okay. doing that stuff. Cool. I'm kind of into that. I would love to see another James Gunn horror project. I would too. Yeah. Um, Especially if it's, you know, he's he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Look at the Belkin experiment. Yeah, man. You know? It was great. It was fun. Um, man, one of my favorite movies still to this day is Super. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Super, the thing I love about Super is, is by the time you're into it, like really into it right. and committed... It gets super dark, dark. and fucked yeah. up, and and it's unapologetic for Dude, it. When she gets killed, spoiler. Like <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you think, oh, I took one in the in the wing or no, something like that. No, she gets canceled. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler again, but her head becomes sh- a cereal bowl. <laughs> oh my god! Oh and my it god. like, and you're like, oh my god! I would have loved to have seen that. On opening night with an audience that had no idea no what was idea. coming. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw it. I didn't know it was coming, but I mean, um, I saw it on DVD, and it was like, whoa. I was talking to somebody the other night, and uh, they they had the good luck of being in basic training when all the lead up to Dust Till Dawn oh, was yeah. coming out. So when they went and saw it. Mm-hmm. They had no idea that it was a vampire movie. Oh, despite, okay. Despite Tarantino and Rodriguez talking about yeah, the I was, vampire movie. Yeah, we were movie. warned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the press junket on that, and we went to <laughs> L.A., and we're, we went to Glen Glen Sound, yeah. which was like essentially a little bigger than your garage, and um, one whole wall was speakers. Jay Leno was there, the guy from... Uh, and then the next day, we interviewed uh, Elizabeth Avalon, Robert Rodriguez, and Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of excitement about that because no one knew what the... I remember at the screening, everyone was like, midway through, everyone, you see people with notes just throwing their notes in the air. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) I was all ready for this. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Let's see. This doesn't make any sense. So, they're releasing Archie Comics and Graphic India 
have gotten together and they were going to release quote a Bollywood style comic featuring Archie and the gang how do you make it Bollywood I don't know other than you make the characters from is Indian it, well India? is there is there a I guess that's the question is there a tradition of Indian comics. I know. think there must be. There must be. You know, in the same way that there is in, the, in Japanese culture, but... Because uh, uh, as soon as you say Bollywood, you're thinking I'm movies thinking with musical numbers. And musical numbers. How are you going to do color that? And color. Color. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're going to do it that way. It'll be lots of color, and maybe, maybe. Archie, instead of being a middle American guy, will live in India or something. I don't get the whole Archie thing. I don't either. I, I, I really don't get this whole supernatural Archie thing that's oh, happening. Riverdale? Yeah. Apollo's right by me. Have you watched it? No. It's not supernatural. There's it's no, not? No, it's, it's... Think Twin Peaks. Okay. It's Twin Peaks. It's oh. like there's a murder and, you know, it's a that, small town intrigue. It and used all to that. be about Ar- Archie not being a squid and not knowing who to pick, but... And it was all goofy and weird, and now suddenly it's like there's murder in Riverdale. <laughs> like, well, remember the comics? Back. Like Archie died and he came back as a zombie. Yeah. Like, well, that was that whole thing. <laughs> it's that whole revisionist thing. They're doing the, one of the most. I was talking to Django, uh, the guy we had him on for comic books. Yeah. Um, one of the most popular books and one of the best books he he it's out that he really liked was telling me was the new Flintstones because it's it's super retrofitted to be real I, and I saw it yeah and, it's cool uh, it's it's very cool um, yeah I you know and and it's smart because you're not only presenting something new for for new comics readers mm-hmm. but you're also tapping into our market which yeah. is the nostalgic old guy sure. Okay. I'm waiting for somebody to do Ollie up good, you know? Sure, that would be good. Give me those dinosaurs. Uh, and it's got, those rights have to be available for some. Yeah, you you like, got it. No yeah. one's clamoring for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about Vin Diesel wanting to do Bloodshot, the comic book. It's, it's, it's an assassin, bald guy. Right. Generic bald guy assassin. Well, he's, he's confirmed. <laughs> Generic bald guy assassin. He's confirmed for that. <laughs> um... The, Rob Liefeld has signed a seven-figure deal with Netflix. Rob Liefeld, who used to do a lot of the con- super comic books in the uh, 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, um, anyway. When comics started to look different. Yes, yeah. exactly. So he signed this deal with Net- Netflix for a series based on his extreme universe. Which, okay, you know, more comic booky stuff. All right, all right, whatever. Uh, Rob yeah, Liefeld, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then you learn that Akiva Goldsman's writing, and then you just know it's going to be shit. Well, you know, one of the things, I guess, you know, because everybody knows I don't care about comic books. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I, one of the good things I see that, that might be coming out of it is that, okay, we've been playing in the Marvel and DC universe. Mm-hmm. There's all There's this all other shit. There's all sorts of other stuff. And, uh, and we haven't even gotten into things like the Vertigo comics, like Sandman. Dude, and all that other stuff. I, I would love to see Mick Garris or somebody like that do a creepy um, yeah. series. Yeah. But he, he has a new anthology coming out. It was supposed to be a series, but they didn't get the funding for it, so now it's a movie. It's a movie? Yeah, Good. he is, yeah. Hey, you know, Mick's a fine filmmaker. Yeah. And a nice guy. We'd love to get him super on Super nice guy. Yeah. Um, Zoe, along with uh, DiCaprio and Brad Pitt on this new Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... It'll come as no surprise that they they just booked Zoe Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm into that. Her and 
Quinn have been friends for a long time. Yeah. They dated for a while, I want to say. And she's great. She's yeah, great. Yeah, she's There's great. a great documentary about her coming up in the stunt business. Called that's, Double Dare. Yeah, that's it's very really cool. good. Uh, reminder uh, for people, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, this is about the Sharon Tate murders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's I've read that it's like Summer of Sam, where it's not doesn't distinctly focus on those. But right. It's like the time, That's and with Tarantino, you know, there's going to be lots and lots of narrative threads going on. Yeah. Um, this was cool. David Chase, who did Sopranos, yeah, is saying that he's doing a prequel called The Many Saints of Newark. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to recast everybody, of course, because... Right. Well, that's so. one of the advantages of doing a prequel, is that it's everybody earlier. So. Making his bones, yeah. as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to call. Uh, Tom Hooper, who directed the King's Speech, is has a new thing called, for BBC One, called His Dark Materials, based on the Golden Compass books. Uh, and they just cast Logan's Daphne King in it. Okay. Which surprises me based on how mu- how badly Golden Compass tanked. You know, that's one of those books or series of books that I I, I guess because of my age, I just totally missed. Yeah, like I didn't it, know anything yeah, about I it. I didn't know anything about it. Um, and the film, I thought, was flawed but okay. It was okay. I mean... Come on. Give us more airships like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. the, the fucking polar bears were cool. Polar bears were rad. Uh, Daniel Craig was really, I think, miscast. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. I have a hard time whenever somebody makes something that's like... so You can, you can almost taste it. It's like, mmm, Harry Potter. We got to get in on this. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, well, it's the newest thing has been this wrinkle in time. This wrinkle in time, which I think is going to bomb. Yeah, they're saying it's a mess. It looks like most a mess. of the reviews I've read have not been favorable. Yeah, my wife had a good point though. She goes, "I'm going to go see it." The nine-year-old me is going to go see that. Sure. And then maybe it. And that's I guess that's part of the problem with me. Is well, I don't. I never read it. I didn't either. My both my all my kids did and my wife did, but you know, I don't understand. Like, like okay, Ava DuVernay, fine filmmaker, right, right. But right. I don't know how you go from, you know, the first her first few projects to this huge thing like this. Yeah. Um, but that's happened. That's happened. I mean, like yeah. Peter Jackson's a good example. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, so, uh, I also didn't read any of this stuff, so it kind of whizzes by me. It's the same way, like, Last Airbender whizzes by me. I think, I think I was probably at the age when that was a thing where I was doing other stuff, you know, like, 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 it just, it just, for whatever reason, missed me. Mm -hmm. And I always saw it. I always, like, I remember that book cover clearly with the centaur and the rainbow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I still, uh... uh, By the way, I haven't seen the centaur in any of the... (laughs) I thought the same way, you know, after Harry Potter came out, it was like, hey, everybody, uh, Percy Jackson, and you're like, everyone's excited. I'm all, is this something? By the way, I hate the Percy Jackson movies. (laughs) I can't fucking stand them. Yeah. Yeah. All, what, all two of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They just 
didn't know what to, what they were doing. No. Okay? And even the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe films got just so top-heavy at the end. Man, it's like, it was depressing because that first one is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And then they just, each one just got... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would think, I don't, I don't, anyway. And then I could I, I can't imagine them continuing. Yeah, so yeah, especially so now, all the actors yeah. are really old. Yeah. Uh, Marvel has announced something called the Black Label Initiative, which seems to be like more adult stories. It sounds like their Vertigo line. Okay. And that's fun. Cool. I'm I'm I love the comic art form. I I, do I just too. hate comic stories. Right. Exactly. You know? I I'm not. I, I always say that I hate comic book movies. It's not that I hate comic book movies. I don't like superheroes. It's all just yeah. It all it's all as we said before in in many ways same story different suit. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Let's see. Uh. Netflix has picked up a film called Paradox. It's the directorial debut of Daryl Hannah, and it stars Neil Young and Willie Nelson. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah. Holy yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. It feels... What I saw of it, uh, the photos and stuff, it kind of feels like that movie on Harry Dean Stanton about... Yeah, Lucky. You know, yeah, this has to do, I think, more music-oriented. Right. Because Daryl Hannah... Was, remember, she was married to Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, um, that brings up that this summer there's going to be a tour going on with ZZ Top and John Fogarty, and they're going to flip-flop who headlines each night. Mm. And along the way, folks like Willie Nelson are going pop to in. pop in. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. Like that's I, yeah. I, was, I I'm caught. I really love Billy Gibbons mm -hmm. on ZZ Top. Yeah, and I really hate CCR. <laughs> I really hate those guys. I, how do you feel about John Fogarty solo? Yeah, same. It's more the same. I'm just not a fan. Live down the road. So it's funny. I go, wow, you know, but they're doing more and more of that, right? They're doing these like, remember this band and this band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it's Journey and Sticks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can we can play this call this arena together, uh -huh. or we can play this casino alone. <laughs> Speaking of, last night and Six, tonight... Was that Don, Don, Dennis Dian? No, Survivor. Oh. Survivor played uh, at w the casino that I work at yeah. last night. There were a lot of Camaros and Oh, sure. <laughs> a lot of in the ponytails and bald heads <laughs> and 20-year-old tour shirts. You know what's funny? I, I think they're doing better. A lot better. of vaping. I, well, I think they're doing better because, like, in the 90s... Mm -hmm. Um, at another casino I worked at in Las Vegas, Survivor played. Yeah. And and then at that time it was actually members of Survivor. Now it's like one guy yeah, and a bunch guy. of twenty year old guys. Yeah. Um, used to deliver their pizzas. And, and they played in like one of our banquet rooms Ooh. with like a tent. Ooh. So they're they're better. doing better. Yeah. Doing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, best thing Survivor has ever done, in my opinion, they did a Starbucks commercial. That was a great commercial. That was a commercial. <laughs> it's a great commercial. Uh, let's see. Um, Mike Mignola says he's happy with what he's seen of Neil Marshall's Hellboy. Well, I'm just giving a little update because I know a lot of people are worried about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad he's happy. Um, I'm really glad that Shape of Water happened because, like, that just really bummed me out when, yeah. when they. They did that. Well, the nice thing is, is now with Del Toro, is that 
you know he's going to get to do whatever the fuck he wants. I hope so. Yeah. For God's sake, give this man, throw him a fucking bone already. Because he's yeah. been trying so many different projects for so many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would love to see, like, we've, we've talked about this before, but I'd love to see, like, uh, Universal rethink its dark universe. I'd like to see him finally do At the Mouth of Madness. Oh, The Mountains of Madness, Mountain of Madness. would be yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Let's see. Um, This is weird. The Roe Fall 2018 collection is a collection of Wiccan supplies and accessories owned and operated by the Olsen twins. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're just, we're witches. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Right on. Sure. Yeah. You know what? Those, those two were rich before they hit puberty. Yeah, they were. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Den Denis Villeneuve says that hey! his, his Dune film is going to maybe two films. Okay. Which I can which see. Which it should be. I think so. First yeah. film is The Fall of, of the Atreides. Right. And the second part is The Rise of Maudib. I hope that, that he's able to make it, um... Uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Palatable to people who've never read the books. Well, that was the problem with Lynch's book. I and when it came, or movie when it came out, I said to understand this movie, you have to read the you book. You gotta have read the book. But having yeah. read the book, you really hate this movie. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. This, I think, there was the article I was reading had one picture with it, and uh -huh. the picture was of a design sketch, mm -hmm. and it looked cool. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of Jodorowsky's Dune looking, yeah. but it looked cool. So I'm Man. in. I, I do... God, I'm so torn. Like, I, I wish that movie had been made, and I'm really glad it had not been made mm. at the same time. I feel Jodorowsky, like... I think yeah. Jodorowsky's Dune would have been terrible. It would have been a mess. It would have yeah. been a mess. Because all of his films are a mess. And and I think I think the reason why it's important is because it gave birth to all these other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also like... Like, in this case, I think that... Uh, this guy seems to get it, yeah. and I and I really want this. I want it to be in many ways a biblical epic. Yeah, I want it to have that kind of weight to it, and I and I, I'm hopeful. I'm yeah. very very hopeful. Yeah. What uh, did you, how did you feel about the series? The series are great. The only the production or the costume design's a little wonky, uh -huh. but it's good. William Hurt, Susan Sarandon plays yeah, like yeah. one of the Bene Gesserits. Yeah, um, yeah, it was all solid stuff. Cool, and it didn't go for those weird accesses that the Dune thing right, that right, right. David Lynch did. Yeah. Um, Bravo has requested a TV series based on the fifth Beatle graphic novel. Uh, I know not of this I don't either. Novel. I didn't know anything about it. But I, I find it interesting that Bravo is getting into the mix with yeah. the regular series yeah, yeah. and that they're picking a comic graphic novel yeah. to do it. Um, no surprise here. Black Panther 2 has been greenlit. Sure. They're moving ahead with that. Here's the thing I was mentioning earlier. Netflix is, is talking about they're testing this thing called Patches, which is a, a gaming-like achievement system for binge-watching. Oh, my so God. So, by the more you binge-watch, the more <laughs> achievements you get. Okay, I can see this, like, exploding hugely for a year or two and then go whoosh. Yeah. That's I, it feels like, like to what end? Or if if I have all these achievements, do I get a lower monthly bill? 
I don't know. Do I get just bragging rights? Because no one cares. Yeah. You know? Weird. Okay, so that... So, uh, my girlfriend, Jennifer, mm-hmm. has been doing something the last several weeks called Jen's Happy Quiz Time, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was really surprised. You don't get... You get like a pin with her face on it, you know? You don't get... There's... But it shows how uh, much people enjoy doing these little quizzes and bullshit on Facebook and stuff. And uh, um, uh, so I can totally see this taking off. I would love, I would love, like, remember cigarette coupons or SNH green stamps kind Mm -hmm, of thing? mm -hmm. Like, with your achievements, you might be able to procure some swag. Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, I remember selling grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, you could get a fucking inflatable life raft. Or yeah, but I mean, think about this. I um on the first day of its release, I binge watched all of Bright. Right. Here's your hat. Yeah. Not only is it cool for the, uh, for the user, but it's free advertising. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know the, yeah. the, the too much of it, but I, I think it's, it's interesting. I think it's a good marketing idea. Oh, I think it's a great one. Yeah, market. yeah, yeah. Because you know how many how competitive are people in, inherently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my next thing is the Obama. Barack Obama is in talks with Netflix to do an interview series. It'd be that's that's a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um. Interesting I, in that it breaks the wall that most other presidents have never. It'll be done. and and it'll be interesting too. To, to, like he's always been great as an interview subject. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. how would he be as a? Look at the um, his, all of his appearances at the White House press corps dinner. He's doing straight up stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, to great effect. Yeah, you know, and he's one of those guys who I think. Oh yeah, people are gonna go go crazy. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, director Lee Winnell, who did Saw and Insidious, is doing something called STEM, now called Upgrade. Something about someone who's injured and they eject some stem cells into his brain and uh-huh. all something bad happens. Yeah, hell's a popping. Yeah. Uh, found out through Dread Central, there's a documentary coming called For the Love of the Boogeyman: Forty Years of Halloween. It's it's being made now. There's a trailer online. So I'm thinking like a, a Never Sleep Again yeah. type treatment yeah, for yeah, the yeah. Halloween big franchise. long interview talking head thing. With that, I'd, sure, I'd, I'd I'd far more be interested in watching that than I would the actual Halloween franchise. Yeah, well, well, they're planning to release the documentary alongside with the, the new, new one, yeah, the Danny McBride. That makes thing. sense. Yeah, 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 it makes perfect sense. I, uh, um. I I don't know. I sure I guess there it, it has the film has its fans. You know I'd rather see the new film. Yeah no no the uh, the original the original. I I would rather see a four hour documentary on the making of the thing. But yeah, yeah we'll get there. Me too. Sooner um, or later we'll get there. Yeah we will. Um, hopefully Heather's on that. <laughs> um, uh, I will say this about the very first Halloween is that. Um, you know, I saw it when it was released, so I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old, but um, and it did. It made a huge impact on me. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was and I look at it now and I'm just like this is really 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 good filmmaking yeah and it's a lo- uh, my, my complaint with Halloween is, is it's a lot of borrowed filmmaking. Like, a lot of that stuff sure. came out of Euro horror and Jalo and all that other well, stuff. Well, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I just also balk whenever whenever something gets so it was iconic. It almost a student film. Almost. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just... there There's a point where it's like, all right, we get it. We get the Mike Myers thing. We get it. We don't need... 15 films on no well, well that's true with any of those guys Freddy Krueger Jason Voorhees yeah I'm just, yeah 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 uh, and then finally we talked last week about Kristen Wiig being considered for Cheetah yeah in Wonder Woman 2 that's been confirmed how, how weird it is weird it is weird but you know the fact that it's weird mm-hmm makes Maybe. me kind of well they said I'm, I'm at the very least I'm interested Patty Jenkins said that Kristen Wiig understands the pathos inherent in that character, which I don't mm. know that that... Okay, I'm not up on it, but um, it just doesn't seem... But who knows? I, I, you know, who knows? When I hear that I'm uh, really Lucy interested. Liu does Kali, <laughs> I go, right. maybe Kristen Wiig secretly is a thumper and maybe. can handle the physicality of it. On I the mean, other hand... Look at, uh, look at Al Bundy. I mean, yeah, yeah, Al Bundy. Yeah. But then again... With all of this things, horrible that I'd say Al Bundy, Bundy instead of, um, <laughs> but even then, as we saw last, like we were talking about last week with Black Panther, as soon as we put that suit on or whatever, you you can you, now you're it now can you be can anybody. Be your pixels, yeah, 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 you can be anybody. Yeah. So sure, maybe, maybe we'll see how that goes. Moving on to trailers, um, the Barge People couple go on a vacation and meet cannibalistic fish people. Yeah, I don't, you know, um, <laughs> is it an Irish film? I think so. It it's British Irish. in it's some British, way. Some yeah. UK thing. So British, barge Irish. means something completely different to me than obviously right. it does to This looks people. more like a, like a, not, not a houseboat even, yeah, but just like, yeah. we're going to go up the river on this boat and camp yeah. and shit. Um, the one thing that I liked about this was, and I do mean the one thing um, <laughs> that I like about this is that for fans of slasher movies yeah this this looks like hey you're it's, getting the slasher film that you guys like it's kind you. of like your cannibalistic hillbilly movie yeah. meets Lovecraft yeah there's like these weird you, you can't tell from the trailer what the idea is like yeah. they who just, these barge people are yeah they look, um, they look kind of like, you know, they got the froggy mouth yeah. and the very sort of amphibian look to them. Yeah. But they're practical. Yeah, it's so practical. There's that. Um, there's a lot of violence going on. So Lots if, of if it. You like, if you like, you know, your blood, mm-hmm. you know, as an arterial spray, you'll like this movie. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, I'm losing the name now, was it The Reeds? The After Dark Horror Fest movie? Ah, mm. I'm spacing on the name. Anyway, all right. Uh, next up, Ewan McGregor is a mature Christopher Robin in a movie called Christopher Robin. Yeah. Okay. So this feels we, like did pan. we last year hook? I mean hook. Did did we last year have a movie yes. about the guy who wrote yes. Winnie the Pooh? Mm-hmm. I for some reason I had these two movies confused in my yeah, head. Yeah. No. One and was about. 
the writing of it. Right. And then this is about Christopher Robin grown up. That particular movie I was really excited about. Yes. This movie, as soon as, soon as I see Pooh, like, talking to him, I'm like, what? Here's the thing. It feels like, to me, Hook. Well, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm older now. All the things that made me so wonderful yeah. and full of life have been beaten out of me by life. It made me think of Ted. Yeah. <laughs> and now here's this reminder of my youth coming and gonna gonna show you me the way. When are the poos like gonna try to let it blunt with him? Or <laughs> I just it, love you, McGregor, in the trailer. He turns to the camera and he goes, "Poo." <laughs> <laughs> the eleven year old in me just giggles like a motherfucker. It's, I, I I haven't seen. They're not showing enough of it yet for me to really, you know. Oh, I know exactly how this goes. Yeah. I you know they'll become a crisis. And he'll have to choose between his family and his and his job. Right. And he's going to go... There'll be the speech to his boss about how, you know, there are more important things in life than your career. And right. And it'll end with them running in a field somewhere. And with Pooh. Yeah. His kid having Pooh as a pet. Piglet better be there. Credits. <laughs> uh, next up, a real short, short teaser trailer for House of Cards, revealing that they are moving forward. Robert yeah. Wright, it looks like she's taking over as the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kevin Spacey is a dim... <laughs> yeah, he is dim not stain there. stain on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. How cool would it be if, like, the reason why he's gone is because of some... Uh, sexual misconduct crisis like the character well I'm gonna bet I'm betting right now heart attack in the night cause then, now he's gone he's yeah. just gone yeah and you know if we've learned anything as of late with Kevin Smith and stuff like that shit can happen anytime. yeah well absolutely you know? yeah. Um, I'm excited I don't know where it's from I just barely saw it but on Fat Man on Batman they've got a new episode live at Scum and Villainy and it I don't know whether it's post heart attack or pre-heart attack. Uh, He's been talking about the heart attack a lot on Smodcast. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, you should. It's a big deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up next, Asia Butterfield and Ellen Burstyn star in a movie about a, rec a recluse kid who finds punk called The House of Tomorrow. That looks great. It does look good. I'm excited about that. Yeah. It looks kind of like, in a weird way, like a modern Footloose. Was that Cody Smith? Cody... Who's the kid? Asia Butterfield. Asia Butterfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like Ellen Burstyn is super, super... It, it's the reverse of Footloose. She's right. super, super hippie, doesn't have TV, super crunchy. Yeah. And he meets some dude that's... He's like a, living in a geodesic dome with her. Yeah. Yeah. And they have visitors that come and blah, blah, blah. He meets a regular guy, kid. Regular guy. Introduces him to punk. Next thing you know, he's shaving his head and playing Gabba Gabba Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks good. It looks... I, I'm all about it, yeah. Um... Up next, Nick Cage in an, another sci-fi movie called The Humanity Bureau. Reeked of Philip K. Dick, kind of to me. Yeah, um, you know, it's a wasteland, and he's... He's giving people opportunities to go so someplace. The, it, it reminded me a little bit of Soylent Green, where, or, yeah. or um, no, rather, um, Logan's Run, where, mm -hmm. hey, you're getting deported to, to the awesome island. place. Like this the awesome island. place, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then... Uh, and then he finds out the awesome place is not that awesome. And yeah. Maybe we're just killing you. Yeah. And now he's trying to help people. And it's it's nothing new. And uh, it's, it's Nicolas just, Cage. Yeah. 
Nick Cage just seems to be this top. They wind up and they let him loose in a scenario and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't have cared less about this. I included it just because we barely made yeah, it yeah, yeah. the 12. Next up, Joe's War. Soldier Returns from War with PTSD. I'm a sucker for all that stuff. Um, I think it looks really good. Um, I'm really interested in it because it obviously was made for very little money. Mm-hmm. And it... You know, and any time that that happens and you have, and you wind up with a good product, um, I'm excited because it shows people that, like, hey, you can do something real and meaty and has teeth yeah, um, without a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think it also it's also important, and this stuff is important to show, like, Life has like emotional blowback, yeah, and it's okay, and it's and it's normal and okay. It normalizes the idea that you can come back from war and be fucked up over it, yeah. And you know, it's the idea of, uh, um, you know, uh, back in the service, I was in charge of multi million dollar aircraft, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I push a broom around because right, people exactly. think I can't do anything, right? Like, eh. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Um, next up. Uh, first trailer for the Netflix Lost in Space series. Yeah, that wasn't a t- teaser. Yeah, because we, we had that teaser before where they're just walking. I I I like I like that they've now made the robot not. Oh, we've included this robot. It's like right. something that they encounter. Yeah, and it breeds a, its own level of distrust. Right. Um, I like Parker. The idea of Parker Posey as Doctor Smith. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Parker Posey's great. And the woman that's playing. Um, Molly something or other Parker. She's playing Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. She was in Lynn Stopkovich's Kissed and a lot of other stuff. And she's a. I great wonder actress. how many people miss the, uh, not people of our age, but I wonder how many younger people miss that this is a play on Swiss Family Robinson. I would hope. I you, you yeah, hope. hope. I also hope that um that they they put this, the real science screws to it, mm-hmm. that would be good. Yeah. I hope it doesn't... I mean, it definitely looks like it's it's a serious take on this, mm-hmm. as opposed to... You know, well, I mean, even the TV show, like, until Dr. Smith got introduced and became camp, mm-hmm. in the beginning, it, it was, wasn't... It was a serious show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, do you remember Land of the Giants? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, we've, we've used Land of the Giants music here. Yeah, we have. A couple times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that stuff. It's all ripe. I just don't know that Netflix seems to be doing good by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just hope that, you know, I, I wonder, are we going to spend some time bouncing around different planets before we finally land on it the looks, one? It's hard to tell, right? Yeah, because, yeah. like, the ship is, like, looks like it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But then we see it somewhere else, and it's... I don't see a lot of the ship in space. I see a lot of the ship like falling down, landing, taking off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next up, teaser trailer for Mary Poppins Returns with Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. Too little to even have formulate any kind of an idea. Other than, I just don't know who this is being made for. I don't either. You I, know, unless it was Emily Blunt going, you know, I pick love a role. This. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, yeah. favorite Mary Poppins thing is the the movie with Tom Hanks and uh, the hell was the yeah, name of that movie? I'm coming up empty on that. No, no, no. It was a couple of years ago. It's it's about the making of Mary Poppins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The something or other in Mrs. 
Brown. Is that the woman who wrote? Yes, yeah, yes, I do remember right, this. Exactly. I do remember this. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite thing about Mary Poppins. Like I, yeah. Mary Poppins didn't mean anything to me as a kid. Oh, go oh, growing up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, all the deal. songs yeah. and the the oh the first time I saw the mixture of live action and animation, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. we're in the future. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was kind of cool because I loved I loved how they were kind of introducing in a weird way witchcraft into this Disney narrative sure. and made yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. fun. Um, it's not Nanny McPhee. Basically, yeah, Mary same thing. Poppins, yeah. Same okay. thing. Yeah. And it's all that magical. You, know, you get the same thing in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And right. You see that again and again. Next up, um, I didn't know I wanted this, but man, I'm, am I happy I'm getting it? The Outlaw, Johnny Black. Michael oh Jai my White, God! <laughs> Michael Jai White and the crew who did Black Dynamite, Black Dynamite are now doing the Black Western. I love that they got whoever to do the uh, the voiceover for the trailer. Because yeah. That's the, because he's like, the whole time, you know how like you know when we do you know, when we had the grindhouse films and you had you had the guy that was like yeah 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 we, we and he always talks just like yelling yeah and he's always talking in rhyme yeah <laughs> you know yeah I love that stuff all from that the stuff. team that brought you Black Dynamite <laughs> he's doing his best Red Fox and, it's awesome yeah it looks great yeah it looks fantastic Michael Jai White is a gunslinging priest is just. Yeah, it looks great. If you like the the Jim Brown films yes. and the Fred Williamson films, the westerns, if you're a fan is, of if you're well, one if you're a fan of black exploitation movies mm-hmm. from the seventies, and that the subgenres that it spawned. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a movie called um, Oh my God? Uh, is it Three the Hard Way? Yeah, yeah. that's a great <laughs> movie. That's a great movie. At this. For whatever reason reminds me of that. They tried it later in a film called Posse. Yeah. Which <laughs> you know first I, time I heard the trailer I'm all excuse me? <laughs> Posse? Oh, okay, good. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a young guns. Yeah. A black young guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of dancing. This looks amazing. I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's it. being yeah. kickstarted, which is the same thing Black Dynamite did. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, the, here's Here we are at Prospect. Dad and daughter go to a remote moon to, for mining things. Yeah, so Prospect, um, you know, what I know about it is that a lot of my friends and acquaintances um, that I've worked on projects with up here uh, in the Pacific Northwest worked on this movie mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the folks that, I, that that worked on it were people that I worked on uh, a movie called Depth With which was also a science fiction mm-hmm. movie that didn't really go where it was supposed to mm. um, uh, it's available you can see it in segments on YouTube in connection with a, a video game called Soma but all those folks that were working on that um, wound up working on this movie, and I didn't know, you know, if it was going to do anything or whatever. It's premiering at South by Southwest, you nice. know, and I'm excited. It's like, yay! You yeah, know? it's getting some. Um, it, it's like you know, when the when the crew gets together in your hometown and and does something cool, and then somebody actually buys the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. 
it looks cool. Um, it's hard to tell from the trailer exactly what all's pretty, going on. It's pretty sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got good production design. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm interested. Yeah. It's on my radar now, and that that's better than it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Stolen. It's a western about a woman in the a, a, a woman in the old west. Her child is stolen. Stolen. Yeah. And I'm, she, I'm guessing she goes out looking for him. A little bit of True Grit in there. It a little looks bit like of, it looks like maybe a year or a couple of years later, she receives. A photograph of mm -hmm. the child, and and because I, I I think you know at that point she probably thought the child was dead or yeah, gone. gone or, yeah, yeah. Um, and so she goes. Uh, I mean, is it like gold mining something like territory? It reminded me a lot of the missing and yeah, yeah, yeah. True Grit, right. and what have you. Uh, if you're into like ladies in. There's that new Netflix series about kind of this, you know, not the same thing, but about women taking over a town after yeah. a mine disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget yeah. the name of it. And then finally, this is my pick of the week, man. I didn't know I wanted this, but I'm happy I'm getting it. And this is a documentary on Ruth Bader Ginsburg called The Notorious that RBG. fantastic. It looks great. Amazing. Yeah. Not only is it, but you go back and you see, like, her as a youngster. And yes. Fighting yeah. a good fight. We all know her as the old badger that's like, you yeah. know, yeah, you know, fighting. Yeah. Um, but it looks fantastic. Shows right? her planking. Yeah. <laughs> like doing planks yeah, and yeah, sit-ups. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I'm into it. I was totally into it. Yeah, totally. Uh, moving on, winding up here. You watch anything? No. <laughs> Oscars. I, I, well, the Oscars. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh. Work has had me like I've running been, crazy. I've been too busy. Uh, my wife and I sat and watched Baby Driver. Yeah, and um, Ed, and, and it's it's classic Edgar Wright. It's right? Edgar Wright's show. Yeah, I I I think the script could have used some help. Um, I think that one of my favorite soundtracks of recent sure. history. Yeah. I love the syncopation of gunshots and like the wiper. Everything was syncopated to the music. Yeah. Um, uh, not an overly inventive script. Right. But within the context, it, it worked fine. Um, I could see, I could see like Edgar Wright sitting down with somebody saying, how's this for an idea? And then that's, mm -hmm. you know, where they're. Well, we see this before. Like, I, I always am reminded of the. In Shaun of the Dead, the when Queens Don't Stop Me Now is playing. Right. We've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating him in time to the music. Yeah. And so there was no surprises here. Most everybody was a fuck up except for Baby. Uh, why anyone would get Jamie Foxx on your your crew escapes me. The 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 switch at the Kevin Spacey's switch at the end confounded yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. But that said. It was super fun. And yeah. as long as you don't engage your brain too much, it's it's super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that it deserved the kind of love it was getting. Yeah. But it should have won Best Editing, yeah. Film Editing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do think that. Are you reading anything? No. Uh, I just picked up Don Hamilton, his first Matt Helm book called Death of a Citizen. Nice. And it takes place... So, Matt Helm has had this history. He's walked away from it. He's become an author. And he's married and has kids, and he's oh, forgotten wow. that life. And this life comes back. And the death of the step of death of a citizen in the title is the death of that guy, 
um, the family man, writer, right, normal right, guy, right. and the birth of, of Eric, which is Matt Helms. Which is a new alias, yeah. Matt Him Helms. returning to this. And yeah. I, it's, it, you know. Um, Jean Claude Van Johnson. Yeah. Don <laughs> Hamilton is great. Um, he's made some choices. We've talked about him on this show before. Yeah. That are questionable, but on the other hand, it's when it's 1963, that kind of stuff passes. Right, right, right. Uh, music, anything? Um, I've been no, I mean, it, like everything that I've been listening to for the last several shows is what I'm still listening to now. <laughs> I feel I bad because I'm, I'm always listening, like, I'm listening to a lot of trip hop, like good. that. That's good because it's nothing, it's fluff, and it. I can go to sleep to it. Sure. I can go to sleep to Moby. I can go to sleep to Massive Attack. I just read, saw that Moby Portishead. has a new record out. Yeah, Moby does have a new record yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard it good. yet. Um, you know, it's uh, it's hard because like you have to actually put in time mm -hmm. to um, to explore new stuff, and I just don't. That's time is something I don't have. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I I'm lucky in that I'm up all night and I'm able to do that. And yeah. the course of what I, I do, I'm lot. up all night, but I'm hearing <laughs> the same damn songs over and over. You know, well, the one thing that I've learned from working at the casino that I'm working yes. at now is that um, several times a night I'm reminded that it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And you know, I was I was, I was going to say, you know, we built the city on rock and roll. Oh. Fortunately, we do not have that really? song in rotation. Oh, that song drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Going through a bunch of stuff. Hugh Masekela, Live at the Market Theater. Dude, that looks awesome. It's great. Yeah. If you go to my Facebook page, a lot of times when I put up a mini review of this stuff, I'll put a link to the YouTube so you can hear a little yeah. bit. This was great. A group called Astropilot. The record is called Heritage.Forward. Very ambient. Very uh -huh. fun. Um, Hidden Citizens Revivals. Sounds like a soundtrack, but it's not. Um, David Byrne has a new record called American he, Utopia. He does. There was something interesting. He he posted a picture of him with all the people involved with the recording, mm -hmm. and he started getting shit because everybody was a, a white male. Uh, there was like 25 people. That's David Byrne. Um, you got a really... Now, when, now when now to his credit, when that came up, he was like, oh, shit, mm -hmm. I didn't even think about it. And I yeah. think that that's the point that people are kind of bringing up. It's like, the fact that you didn't think about it, that's the problem. It's not that we don't think that you're a dick. It's just that, you know. Yeah, I agree with Seinfeld on this, because he got the same shit for the first season of Comedians in Cars. Yeah. Um, especially in in this situation where it's music. I'm going to grab the best musicians of the people that I know. I, I guess the issue that people are having is, Here's okay. Here are the best musicians, the people you know, mm -hmm. right? Why don't you know Vanessa May? Why don't you know? Well, because you, you, know, you know, right? Why don't I? Why don't you know? Why don't I know anybody? Well, I, I well, get it, but I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about him. It's right. about the industry. Yeah, it's and, it's and his baseline. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Cat said, my wife said to me once about how she noticed in my writing that I'll I'll describe someone as an Asian man or a black man or mm. or an Indian. Man, but I won't describe you someone as describe a white man. You somebody as a white dude. Because that's yeah. my default. Right, and I've right, right. tried real hard to fix that. But yeah. um, The thing about this record is you got to really like Talking Heads. It sounds a lot like Talking Heads. It does. Yeah. I am not a Talking I've Heads heard, fan. I've heard bits of it. And if, if you are a Talking Heads fan, you'll love if it. If you are a David Burns fan, you'll love this. If you're yeah. not, you are, this is not going to convince yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Here are the two 
music discs that I'm going to really push real hard. Number uh-huh. one, Tor Lundvall. It's called A Dark Place. Super mellow, almost whispered vocals. Uh-huh. Super, super for those late night things. And then Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow. There he did the score for this movie, Annihilation. Yeah. It's a great score. Um, very soundscapey. It's kind of like if you dropped... Um, a microphone onto this planet and this is just what you heard yeah uh if you do not like that kind of thing you are going to hate this <laughs> but if you do like that kind of thing like um less Mord is a good example this uh-huh. isn't as heavy and as dark as less Mord, but it's got that feeling to it mm-hmm. um it's really good really really good and then finally just a bunch of names I'm going to throw at you of comedy records. Lil Ray has a record called Undisputed Comedy. It's okay. I don't know that you should check Rush to find that. Right. Uh, Paige Weldon has a record called Girlfriend at, at the Time. She Her her thing is like the snarky chick friend okay. kind of thing. And she's very, very funny. Nat Bamel has a record called Be Nice, which is fine. Um, Mantan Moreland has a great old record called that ain't my finger which is it's it's old party records old sure sure super super dirty stuff and then finally a, a guy i just found alex hooper with a record called hugs drugs pugs he's very funny very um uh, uh little turn the the jokes the turn that the jokes take is very inventive cool. and i don't know who this guy is but i immediately was like i'm in sure uh all right so next week, I'm not going to say who we because <laughs> in the case it doesn't happen. But next week we've got, um, I will say, we, uh, right now on the schedule is the return of Eric Kurtz. Yeah. To talk about, we haven't decided yet. Wait, Eric wait. Ed Kurtz. Ed Eric? Kurtz. You said Eric, yeah. Ed Kurtz. Ed Kurtz. Him, the dulcet tones of Ed Kurtz. Yes. Yeah, we're coming back. We're going to be talking this over the next couple if you, of days. If you, if you. If you don't even if you don't care what the subject is, just listen to hear Ed's voice. <laughs> Ed's he got has a great an voice. amazing voice. Uh, we had him on for our film noir episode, That's right, and it yeah. was great. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I've, I'm, he's one of those. He's on that list of people that we want to keep getting back. Yeah. So absolutely. we've got him coming up, and then we got a lot of other good stuff, and we'll start booking again for May. Yeah. As we get into April, I'm excited about some of the stuff we've yeah. got. Yeah, things up. are going good. Everything's one going in particular. Well. I'm just like, Whoa! yeah. Uh, but things are going really well. Uh, you know, do us a favor and tell people about us. Uh, let them know. Um, and the more we can grow things, the more the better guests we can get. And, yeah. And we can absolutely. And it. and if you think that we do something fucked up, tell let us. us know that too. Please. If there's something you don't want, you don't like, let yeah. us know too. Just basically, if you guys can, can communicate with us, we can give you the show that you want. Exactly. Um, so we're good. All right, so for the Bonus Material Podcast, I'm Tom Parnell. And I'm Langley West. Stay scared.